Well, good morning. Good morning, everyone. It's Pen of Talk with host Diana Prince. Let's do this. Let's get this done. It is almost two o'clock in the morning. I have no idea why I don't clear my voice. Knowing I haven't used my vocal cords in so many hours, and then we got all these fans going on in here, so you'll have to excuse me. <coughs> excuse me. Goodness. I should probably do that make a mental note of that. See if I remember. Anyways, good morning to, you know, the three, four, five people who may listen to this. Believe me, I, I totally appreciate the support um, for all my fans. And I do my podcast for several reasons. And one of the initial reasons that I do it is basically just to start my day, just to focus on business and pen up and fashion and just to kind of get my head together. Um, I have a client here this morning, like I had one yesterday. Gosh, I feel, I didn't feel as cold before I started this. I feel like my voice is shaky. You'll have to excuse me. Um, but yeah, I have a client here this morning, so my day is kind of not a normal day. Um, so I decided to do my podcast right now, I guess with it being just about two o'clock in the morning, that means it would normally be three o'clock in the morning because yesterday we set our clocks back. So interesting. I grew up in Arizona. We never did that. The only state in the entire country. So I always have to think to myself, what time would this normally be? And then... I eventually just get over it, get used to it. So instead of it getting dark at like six o'clock, six something, it's going to be dark at like five something. Very interesting. Very interesting. So anyways, today's topic, and I was just looking at a video, um, a hair tutorial video on Facebook, and I always go to read the comments when I'm interested in looking at something, um, whether it's something that catches my eye that I don't like at all, which I usually don't click on, but it's either that or it's something that I really like. And I just want to know what other people are saying and thinking. And this is not what today's topic is about, but let me say first and foremost that if you put yourself out there as an artist and as a public figure figure, and as the talent, then you are going to be subject to criticism. And it usually, lots of times, it comes from somebody who cannot do what you're doing at all. But they have personal taste, which we all do. And instead of choosing the right words, you know, to represent them as a respectful person, they voice their opinion in a cruel way with cruel words. And anyways, that's just something that you have to get used to because not everyone is going to be like that. Some people are just stating how they feel, what they think. It's not necessarily horrible because they're choosing the right words. But even then, you get people that disagree with them. And so you go into their comments and there's a whole bunch of comments about their comment. And it just, there's no way 
I want to even get in that. Even when I've had something positive to say or nothing but positivity, I rarely comment on pictures. I don't know. That's just something I just don't really do. I think it's because when I quote unquote like a picture, then I like it and I go about my day. If I actually comment, even if nobody clicks like to my comment or nobody comments on my comment, I still get um, notifications in my news feed every time someone else makes a comment. And it's like, no, I'm, why would I need that? I'm going to be missing things, which I do anyway. But um, no, I don't, you know, if, if it's something popular, again, because a lot of people don't like it or a lot of people like it, um, which is the only reason I'm going to click like and the only reason I would ever comment is because I like something. Um, then every single time, it's just like when you post something to a group or you post something to your page and you share it, if you don't turn the notifications off, you're going to get notified every single time people comment. That's why I ask people not to tag me, you know, with my, on my, my personal account, because people will sit up there and get into personal conversations really like, Oh, when are we going to work together? Or, Oh dude, that was cool when we hung out. How's your mom? Or, you know, I mean, come on. The picture has absolutely nothing to do with that. So you're going to get into a lengthy conversation with the photographer about something that has absolutely nothing to do with the picture or plans that you have. You know, I stopped being friends with the pinup model, um, if you will, on Facebook because I she got her feathers all ruffled because I said, why are you commenting on my picture about something that has nothing to do with my picture? And it was like, whoa, you know, oh, because I'm going to work with this photographer and I can't. Okay, but you are <laughs> connected with her. You have, you can post on her wall. You can message her. You can post and tag her. Why are you talking about all of these things that have nothing to do with my picture, basically? Um, so I read the comments and like I said, basically the whole ball of wax is um, a pie in the face comes with the job it, that's an acting it's the same thing with being a public figure um, a social media influencer a model the talent whatever etc etc you're going to be subject to criticism and people have opinions and it's like you've got to be kidding me you know, I mean, I understand personal taste. If you don't like something, you don't like it. I don't feel like you should have to comment, but it's a free country, whatever. Um, choose your words wisely or you're just representing yourself really bad. And I actually feel bad for the people who comment and say something that's just their opinion. And then all of these people absolutely jump on them. I mean, if someone's opinion isn't positive, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, nasty and filled with hate. Someone can simply say, I don't really like this or that color isn't good. And I'll say, in my mind, I'll say, okay, that's just her opinion. And I keep going. But it's when people like are just 
nasty and filled with hate. It's like, why would you even do this? And most of those people go back to the whole not being qualified thing. It's something that they can't do. It's something that they've never done. And all of a sudden they have this grand opinion about things. So bringing that that whole concept right there, full circle, I want to get to this topic and you know, I could cover recreation shoots, vintage and pinup recreation shoots in so many different aspects. I can cover it from many different angles, not just this one. I can do a podcast episode that's completely positive about old Hollywood creations, pinup recreations, and vintage recreations. Because to me, there's so much positive that can be said. And there's so much positivity and so much positive energy that's brought to those type of shoots. And that's with pinup in general. So I'm just going to get right into it. It really annoys me when people do a recreation and then people jump in with their little commentary, the peanut gallery in the background with, oh, there's no comparison or, oh, that she doesn't look anything like her. You've got to be kidding me. Let, let's, let's start with the basics here because men seem to be the ones that comment on, and it's interesting. Let's start with the basics. Just, let's just go so simple minded that a child could understand this. And, you know, you take away your personal taste and just go with logic for a minute. When you were a kid and you dressed up as Superman, nobody said you didn't look like Superman, okay? I mean, end of story. I could just really, if you were smart enough and you're willing to think outside the box, if your intelligence level is, you know, up there, then you can actually take something, a term, a statement, that simplistic, and really, really go deep with that. I mean, honestly, you know, I mean... I would say women want to alter their looks and are able to and are more comfortable doing actual grooming and primping and beauty techniques and plastic surgery to change their looks. Okay, well, start with the basics, earrings, fingernail polish. You know, you can have a woman that doesn't wear any makeup and she might still wear fingernail polish. You could have a woman that wears makeup and fingernail polish, but she rarely wears high heels. I mean, you know, people do what they do because it's something that they like. And I realize if you don't like something, you don't like it. It doesn't mean that you have to comment and it doesn't mean you have to make the comparison. Let's, let's, let's take another very simplistic state statement here and sentence. People that are recreating someone are not the majority of people, no matter how many people out there are doing it or how many people that we think are doing it, the majority of these people do not look like that person. I'm talking height, weight, it could be race, it could be age, it could be eye color, it could be hair color. They could be the same height and weight but have a totally different frame on their body. They could be the exact same height, weight, eye color, hair color. 
and their nose and lips are completely different than that person. That has nothing to do with it. There isn't one Marilyn Monroe costume in the world and everybody's running to rent it and the only people that can fit it are the ones that are the exact size that she was. No one is going to get a ticket or a violation or go to jail and pass go if they don't look and resemble in the face, the facial features of the person that they're recreating. So there's another simple statement. Like I said, when you were a kid, you dressed up. People dress up for Halloween. People dress up all the time. If you want to say women do it more, that's fine. But people all over the world put holes in their ears to put earrings in, paint their nails, put on false eyelashes, color their hair, wear a bra to enhance, wear a girdle to shape. These are things that happen every single day and it's based upon someone's personal preference and or it's based upon what they do for a living and what they're required to wear and how they're required to look. But to sit up there and say somebody doesn't look like someone, that's not the reason that they're doing it. Or to say something like, there's no comparison, you know, Marilyn was Marilyn Monroe was the best. Why would you do that? Am I putting up a post that says, look at my model, she looks exactly like Marilyn Monroe? No, I'm not. Am I putting up a post that's saying, oh my gosh, look at the uncanny resemblance, it's just eerie? No, I'm not. Come on. And I'm not advertising, like, I'm looking for a model, 5'4", 119 pounds, blue eyes, short blonde hair like Marilyn Monroe, um, that can fit into a modern size six dress. I'm not doing that. I'm saying if you want to do a recreation of Marilyn Monroe or Audrey Hepburn, which was a size zero she was, um, or Raquel Welch, which was very curvy, um, Sophia Loren. Okay, so you don't have the big pouty lips like Sophia Loren. Okay, so you may not have the blonde hair like um, <laughs> Bridget Bardot. Or you may not have the short, short platinum blonde hair like Marilyn Monroe. You may not on, you know, only be 5'2", 5'3", 5'4", That has absolutely nothing to do with why people do recreations. And in fact, if someone were to receive a million comments that were negative, definitely not positive, and comparing the two when nobody's trying to do that and saying you look nothing like this person those people are actually hindering our business the business of pinup and vintage and old Hollywood recreations you're hindering it you're stopping it um, if those people are really really sensitive you're not stopping me but you are stopping people from wanting what if somebody saw the side-by-side -side pictures and thought, that's a great idea. I've always wanted to look like Diana Ross. I always wanted to look like, you know, uh, Sophia Loren. I always wanted to look like Cher. And so they want to go to a professional. They don't want it to be completely cheesy. 
and they want a professional to style them maybe with wigs and costumes and you know you can might you might be hindering them by making a comment like that because they're thinking dang I don't look anything like her either maybe I shouldn't do it and that's just it's un it's unkind and it's it's unfair because to the beauty industry if everybody had that same sourpuss negative attitude uh hello the beauty industry would not be a billion dollar industry every year so you know i just think people need to really not it's not even that deep <laughs> you know there are people who've never wanted to look like anybody else ever that's fantastic there are people who grew up idolizing certain stars like lucille ball uh gina Lo- lola la brigida <laughs> um Bridget Bardot, Marilyn Monroe, James, Jane Mansfield, Audrey Hepburn, Elizabeth Taylor, of course, Joan Collins. Um, I can just think of Mimi Van Doren. There's so many people, and just like the pinups that are really popular today, you can see that people, I wouldn't say are biting off their style, but idolize them enough to where they want to copy certain things that that or a complete look that some pinup has done. So, you know, all I'm saying is people want to dress up, you know? I mean, the whole concept of Halloween, you can basically take part of that and put that into pinup. That's why people do what they want to do. They don't want to look how they look every day. That is counterproductive. It defeats the purpose. It's just like that's not why people are doing it people don't want to do it maybe so they can look their best of course but also with the help of professionals and things that enhance you like mascara even if you don't wear false eyelashes or having your hair styled even if you're not wearing um a luxurious outrageous wig lingerie the silk robes things that you wouldn't normally be wearing around the house. So, and then, you know, there's probably a small percentage of people who do look like that all the time and they just want to capture it. I'm not mad at them. So again, that, the whole concept of pinup and it comes from dress up, just like the concept of Halloween. So that's what I'm saying. Keep it simplistic. Think about that because for me, it really gets on my freaking nerves when people are constantly trying to, I understand if I'm doing a side-by-side collage or if someone has directly recreated a vintage icon. And let me say this, vintage fans are so neck and neck and almost exceed my, you know, just my personal fans and pinup fans, but people who are fans of vintage starlets are really serious about it and the photography and the hairstyles and the clothing and I can totally understand that I live a vintage lifestyle as much as I can um I'm like a 1950s housewife in so so many um respects and I dress pen up in vintage every single day so and I collect vintage, and these are items that are near and dear to me. Now I would never sell them, and I, 
I treasure them. And I collect vintage magazines with my favorite starlets on the cover or inside. So I spend my time, I spend my money, and my passion comes from vintage and then pinup and then, you know, fashion overall. So I understand the passion, but no one is making a post saying, oh my goodness, look at my model or oh my goodness, look at me. I look just like Marilyn Monroe. I look just like Lucille Ball, you know? And then when someone of a different race does it and their facial features are complete, somebody's facial features can be completely the same and their skin color be completely different. I remember a makeup book that I had by a very, very famous makeup artist um, that passed away, if I, I believe, and he had a side-by-side picture on his the cover of his book, this huge makeup book that I bought. And on one side, it was somebody with, well, he made the face like really white, lily, lily white, because that side of the book was white. And then on the other side, it was someone with the same exact features almost. I mean, I don't know what all was done in editing, but this was a different person and their skin color was completely different. But yet again, their, and their eye color was different, but their facial features were almost exactly the same. And that's my point. You know, even if someone, even in the same race, quote unquote, can have completely different facial features, but okay, their skin color is the same. So it does not matter if someone wants to be, you know, I mean, when you look at vintage starlets, and I could definitely do a whole podcast on this, that are African American or Latin or Asian or Native American, you are, you're limiting yourself because there weren't that many vintage starlets that were of color. There just weren't. And so, I mean, okay, you're doing a recreation of someone because they have the same color skin as you, um, because they're the same race that you are. That's fabulous. But your facial features might still be exactly, I mean, might be completely different. And so might your body measurements and height and weight. So I just, you know, I just don't get hung up on stuff like that. It doesn't matter what your race is. If you want to dress up as Marilyn Monroe, you don't have to be the same height and weight. You don't have to have platinum blonde hair that's really short with blue eyes. You don't. You don't have to be 5'3 or 4, whatever she was, 117 pounds. You don't. Just like people who dress up as Wonder Woman. You know, I had a client recently do Wonder Woman. She's 6'2", barefoot. With the high heels on, she's six five. She has naturally strawberry, like kind of like a blonde, but you know more on the the reddish strawberry side. Um, green eyes, and she is a professional plus size model. So in theory, plus her facial features, nose, lips, cheeks, chin, nothing, none of that looks anything like Linda Carter or even the DC comic version, which is the original of um, Wonder Woman, AKA Diana Prince, because Diana Prince had black hair. And then as you can see, 
I mean, and so did Wonder Woman in the comics, but as you can see, Linda Carter had dark brown hair. But everything completely different. Nothing's the same, but yet she looked absolutely, with capital letters, fabulous. Absolutely fabulous as Wonder Woman. She also did Rosie the Riveter. That was the one theme for Halloween that I did this year for as far as photo shoots for publication. I did Rosie the Riveter. Do I look like that woman? Come on, no. And first of all, there was more than one quote-unquote Rosie the Riveter, but there is the official one that was on the posters. And do I look anything like her? Absolutely not. I mean, the first thing is my skin color, yes. But why would I even consider that a factor when wanting to recreate such an icon for women? and such a an icon in America during World War II. Why why would that, you know, even cross my mind that I don't look anything like this figure, this icon. It didn't it didn't I wanted to do it. I was excited. It was so much fun. And I wrote a thousand word article on that woman, on the icon. And it was just published. So mission accomplished for me, and that's how I feel when a model who is six foot two wants to do a Marilyn Monroe recreation, or a model that is five foot two that wants to do a Wonder Woman, or five foot that wants to do a Wonder Woman recreation, or models that are a size double zero, and they're, yes, they're grown adults, and they weigh like 90 something pounds, or models who are you know, a size 18 or a size 20, which is definitely in the plus size area. I don't, whatever you want to do, if we have the clothes and we have the supplies and the tools and I have the skills, we're going to do it. And that's what it's about. It's about dressing up. It's about having fun. I understand the initial comparison is going to be there for two reasons. One, because there's a side-by-side -side picture. And two, because obviously we have made a clear conscious effort to recreate that icon. But all I'm saying is just mind your manners. I think it's best because whether you're hurting someone's feelings or not, it's, it's about how you're representing yourself. And you just, to me, I'm going to just say this, you look really ignorant and just clueless, like a book like a straight buffoon, like a fool, to say that someone doesn't look anything like, or that Raquel Welch was better. Well, what do you mean better? Is that what your parents told you when you dressed up as Superman? Oh no, you don't look anything like Superman, the comic. Oh no, you don't look anything like Christopher Reeves, the actor. He's better. What the fuck? Please. <laughs> that is so not the concept. I mean, I, and I know a lot of just photographers, pennant photographers that offer um, a lot of the same services and have like a few different sets or holiday sets and the ones that actually provide wardrobe and they provide a stylist. There are things, concepts, themes, styles that models see that they've already done and they're like, I want to do that. So they're not necessarily wanting to recreate an icon, but they're definitely wanting 
the same hairstyle, the same wardrobe, the same studio setup, or the same outdoor location. That's what they want. I mean, there were times where I had, like, at different appointments, different photo shoots, five, six models want to do the same concept. Why? Because they saw one person in it, they really liked the way they look, they liked the images, they loved the styling, the wardrobe, they loved the concept and the theme. So they wanted to do it. And so we did it. And that's what happens all the time. I don't build a brand new set for each and every client I have. When it's the Christmas season, we do Christmas type shoots. There's going to be one person here or there, maybe a client that wants to do something completely different because they're not interested and they're not involved in publication. So they're not shooting for what's coming up, things like that. But other than that, I mean, I have Marilyn Monroe. I have the Lucille Ball from I Love Lucy. I have the Audrey Hepburn. I have a Cleopatra. I have Betty Boop. I have different outfits that can do a Betty Page recreation and so on and so forth. I mean, I have, and I do recreations all the time. That's why it always just kind of jumps on my nerve a little bit when someone will say something about one of my models because it's like, or if I post a side-by-side picture, like for an example, I got an outfit the picture of the model in the outfit, she's gorgeous. It's not pent up, it's not vintage, but the outfit definitely does not really look modern. Um, I said to myself, this is going to be perfect for a recreation of Raquel Welch. So I posted the side-by-side picture, clearly stating that I, I'm excited about the outfit and that I'm going to recreate that shot. And here we go. Here comes somebody with the, oh, Raquel Welch is better. Better? Who? Did I say which one's better? Did I ask? (laughs) Did I pose a question? I mean, and if you read it clearly, it says I'm going to be wearing that outfit when I actually do the recreation, which obviously means it hasn't been done yet and obviously means that that's not me. So, hello, Am I saying who looks better? That's just absolutely absurd. Every single person, Raquel Welch is still alive. And I saw an interview that she did not too long ago. It was probably just a few years ago on like The View or something. She's very humble. She was one of the biggest sex symbols of the 1970s and beyond. And the woman is beautiful. She's, what, in her 80s or definitely in her 70s, 70s, 70s. Um, She's so humble and so confident and just poised and just intelligent and talented. And she was there through so much of the things that we're recreating, like in the late 60s and in the 70s. And I have no doubt in my mind that she thinks it is nothing but flattering and she's feels amazed and ecstatic and positive about all of the people that have ever tried to recreate her all the people who ever recreated anything that she's ever done I mean I think we all know the most popular pictures that she ever took and the movies 
that she was in when she took those pictures and how many people have dressed up as her for Halloween, how many people in pinup and vintage have recreated the exact theme of what she did like 50 years ago. So, you know, really, really, I'm just saying, think about that. It, you, it, to me, it's really not that deep. You know, it's, it's very flattering to have someone want to copy you and to flat out recreate you and say, I'm recreating this person is very flattering. And for people who are humble, I know that they really, really, really love it and that they appreciate it. So I want people to think about that when it comes to recreations. You know, there's, if there was a hundred percent, probably less than 20% of the people look anything like the icon that they're trying to recreate. It just, you know, I look at Kim Kardashian recreating Cher. She looks very similar to her. I think she looked more similar when she had her original, you know, nose, the long, thin nose um, that was just to me showed her ethnicity and just uniqueness. But anyway, when, when she's done her recreations of her, it's so close. And obviously she has money for the top stylist and to get clothes made in her size that look exactly or very similar to the star that she's recreated. But I think that the pictures of her as Cher are very, very similar. And yet I'm sure there's people like, you don't look nothing like her, or you have Photoshop in your pictures and she didn't, or she was naturally long and thin, you're not. Oh, goodness. You know, I, I just want people out there to know that people aren't doing it because they look exactly like the person or they're even the same size as that person. Just like people say, oh, pinups are curvy models or the best looking pinups are the ones that are curvy, like quote unquote real women. And, you know, original pinups were all curvy and there's, you know, no place for really thin pinups or really tiny pin. That's absolutely bullshit. It's, it's absolutely untrue. There's always been women of every size. And, you know, when people say, oh, Marilyn Monroe was actually a size, guess what, people? The dress sizes back then were labeled differently than they are now. She was a modern size, what you would consider like a size, you know, I can't even think of it because I'm going to get it backwards. But when people say, oh, she was curvy and she, but she was still tiny. She was a tiny, she wasn't a big woman. She wasn't. You know, when you have to, if you have to visualize and you put someone side by side next to someone and you see that their curves are different or their measurements are different, but they're still the same height and weight, then, you know, you, and then you put them next to someone who's completely different. You realize, wait a minute, okay, she's curvy, but she's really tiny. I mean, look at, her in comparison to someone who is of average height or quote unquote average weight. So, you know, for, it's just like, get it right. <laughs> That's all I can say.
get it right. Nobody's doing recreations because they think they look exactly, or put it this way, the majority of people are not doing a recreation because they think they look exactly. You can be Marilyn Monroe if you are a size 20 or a size zero, which she was neither. You can be Audrey Hepburn if you're a size 12 or a size 24, which she was neither. You know, you can recreate people like Sarah Vaughn and, oh goodness, all of the singers that were out there that were jazz singers and just, and you don't have to look anything like them. If you want to be Diana Ross, you don't have to be really, really thin, you know? That's all I'm saying is that Billie Holiday, you can do Billie Holiday even if you're size zero. It's okay. You know, and frankly, like I said, skin color is one small part of it because people's facial features are obviously going to be the reason why someone says they look nothing like them or that person looks better. But again, we're not comparing. We're comparing the channeling well, well I'm, actually there is no comparison if anything it's it's the clothing and the hair and the makeup but and the pose maybe but it's about showcasing the the channeling of an icon and honoring them and being so in love and adoring them since you were a child that this is like a dream come true that you can dress up like them that's what it's about and if you're not somebody who can fall into that category then you know I don't I don't know what to, oh and this is what I was going to say about Marilyn Monroe and about things being this the sizes being different um her being a size 16 a, a size 16 today you have to really I mean really or size 16 back then I'm sorry a size 16 back in 1950 was not a size 16 today I ordered something that was a true vintage dress I absolutely love it and I needed it for a 1960s recreation of Jackie O of Jacqueline Kennedy and I was so excited that I actually got this dress and I I was hoping that it was I was thinking it was going to be too small because I do know a little bit about vintage sizes but it also depends on if the material is stretchy where it's tied at where it's loose at anyways I ordered it and it was just a bit too small and I believe it was like a size 16 um in 1960 now I'm a size 12 right now but in 1960, I would have been more like a size 18, okay? So I'm saying do the math, like, when it comes to comparisons of any kind. When people say, oh, Marilyn Monroe was a size 16, that means she was basically, like, at different points in her career, she was, like, a size 6, a size 7-ish. That's what her size was. She was about 117 to 120 pounds. I weigh 155, 160 pounds. She was like, uh, what, 5'3", five 5'4", five I'm 5'9". I've still done about four Marilyn Monroe recreations. 
and I'll do four more if I want to. And I encourage my clients and anybody out there that wants to do it, do it. It doesn't have anything to do with you looking just like them. You're not trying to get a job being an impersonator, being a performer as Elvis or Marilyn Monroe or I Love Lucy. You know, you're not being hired to show up at events as that person. So if it's something that you want to do, go for it. Do not, only concern and size is finding the wardrobe that's going to fit you, that resembles the wardrobe that that person wore. Same thing with the hair. That's why there's extensions. That's why there's weaves, ponytails, uh, clip-on bangs, wigs, and makeup to enhance and give you that lazy eye look like Marilyn Monroe or give you the huge wide eye look like Betty Boop. I mean, honestly, I really, really hope that no one's discouraging words and criticism ever hinders anyone from trying to do a recreation because they're super fun, um, satisfying, rewarding, and all positivity. So with that said, I'm going to end my podcast. I have about, oh goodness, four and a half hours till I have to get up and get it together. It's going to be a long day. I hope everybody has a great Sunday. It's the beginning of November. This desert weather is really getting on my nerves because it's like, it gets to 70s, 75, 74, 73 degrees. The sun is out, which is great. And then it turns freezing. It's like, okay, decide what you're trying to do because this is how people's immune system gets weak and everything. So I knock on wood. We usually don't get sick. I'm trying to avoid it. But um, I got to take care of myself because I have been working a lot. So that's what I plan on doing. I plan on relaxing on a beautiful Sunday, probably sitting out on my balcony um, sometime this afternoon. So I hope everybody has a great day, a great rest of the weekend. Monday's tomorrow. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Have a good day. And I'll see everybody online. This has been Penham Talk with host Diana Prince. Ciao.